Madden Luke's Sci-Fi Sanctuary. The year is 3013. The galaxy is scintillating in the mellow light. Two galactic pilgrims seek out vistas in the samurai future to bring forth the unity of the cosmic shaman. Opening the door of the Pantheon of Mystics, the evil sorcerer wizard powers the engine of science, seeking to forever alter the sacred balance, traveling on effervescent balls of summer fire. No fucking way! No, I'm not working with this guy. I've been there, done that. The minute he gets involved, you can kiss goodbye to any finesse. Because She-Hulk here only knows how to smash. Yeah, Mr. Arson here only knows how to blow shit up. And the fact is... And the fact is... No offense. Oh, no offense. This, this guy's, guy's a real, real asshole. This week, Fast and Furious presents... Hobbs and Shaw. In the year 1955... You needed a man's permission to fuck his sister. But in the year 2019, anyone in the Fast and Furious franchise can fuck anyone else's sister. Why are you doing that voice, man? <laughs> Should I have done it in my Cockney voice? <laughs> in the year 1955. You got the was in pairs. <laughs> Sounds more like Brooklyn. <laughs> um, yeah, this is Matt. This is Luke. Welcome to our Sci-Fi Sanctuary. Where we record the most amazing places and then put out an audio podcast. Yeah. I mean, we're in a pretty legit fucking sci-fi sanctuary today. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, this top top couple of temples in Nagano for sure. We'll get a photo, but uh, we're not talking about temples today. (laughs) We are very far away from talking about temples today. (laughs) So it's uh, it's fuck you February. (laughs) We're talking about Fast and Furious Presents... Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. Um, le- I, as usual, we like to talk about how we got into what we're watching. And for me, th- this is it. This is, <laughs> this is point zero. I've seen, um, I'd seen fif- maybe the first 15 minutes of Fast Five. It's like, this has long outlived its promise. I thought I was going to get a Fast Five. <laughs> and that didn't happen, and I didn't finish it. Okay. So I, I definitely caught the first one or two just like on TV growing up. And then I was dragged to the fifth one by a girlfriend because her friends wanted to see it. And I hated it because I was a bootlicking dweeb at this time. I didn't like that the main characters were the criminals. Which was oh. also my problem with the Pirates movies. <laughs> I grew out of it. <laughs> and then a few years back, different girl who I fancied was really into them. So I decided to marathon the series so I could ask her out on a date to see the eighth one. Or seventh. One of them. That's not that long ago. No, no, no. Okay. Yeah, and so I watched all of them in the space of like two weeks, and I was like, oh, shit, these are amazing. <laughs> these are the dumbest films ever made, and I love them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess with uh, F9, F9, which F is that, by the way? Is it the Fast or the Furious? <laughs> you don't know anymore. <laughs> anyway, fuck you, February 9. Yeah, yeah. I, I read an article yesterday about the naming conventions of the Fast and Furious so, okay, movies. Okay, you've got The Fast and the Furious... Too Fast, Too Furious, best movie title ever. <laughs> the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift, which I've got a story about, I'll come back to that in a minute. Um, then Fast and Furious, 
No article. Yep. Then Fast Five. Doesn't deliver on its promise. It is when the series starts to get good, though. No, I'm sure it's good. I'm just um, making a Fast Five joke again. <laughs> I think it's then Fast and Furious 6. That makes sense. Furious 7. <laughs> no longer Fast. Fate of the Furious. The last one. Yep, F8. <laughs> then it's the spin-off, Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw. And then it'll be F9, which is all we've got to go on at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> also, I think there's some animated ones and a theme park ride. <laughs> but that's cool. I mean, who, who needs naming conventions? If people know your brand, they don't have to be able to put words together. <laughs> yep. But, uh... So yeah, the first one is basically a remake of Point Break. But it's street racing instead of surfing. Second one is the cop from the first one without Vin Diesel. And it's just a car-based crime caper. It's kind of fun. Third one is entirely unrelated and is about street racing do in you Tokyo. Want, do you want to talk about... You said you were going to talk about that, and I've already talked about my entire lead-up to the film. Yeah, yeah. Other than you who were like, yeah, let's so watch it. It's set in Tokyo, and I... So before I came to Japan, I had a big stack of films. I was like, I'm going to watch all these films about Japan to like, get myself excited, to you know, learn a few things. I got as far as watching Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, and I didn't have time to watch any others. <laughs> so that was my one bit of orientation before I flew to Japan. And I've been here two years, so, you know. What were the other films in your pile? It's going to be like Lost in Translation, uh, a couple of samurai ones. Yeah, my first lead up to Japan was Lost in Translation and Last Samurai, which came out about the same time, right? Right. Maybe I did manage Last Samurai as well. But mm. still, that's two pretty crap ones for <laughs> getting a good idea of what Japan is like. Yeah, Lost in, Trans- Lost in Translation's a good one, except it's completely from the eyes of the uh, gaijin-smashing assholes. Yeah. Because <laughs> now, when I, when I first watched it, oh, this is interesting. Now I watch it, oh, I'm like face-palming at yeah. how they're acting. Because <laughs> yeah. that's, that's not how you do it. Anyway, um, this is a sci-fi sanctuary, so the first thought for anyone would be like, Cobbs and Shaws, that's a weird choice. It, I... Didn't really know anything going in to see it. Just surprised at just how sci-fi it is. The franchise kind of gets a bit sci-fi, but in that way that action movies do, where they just they have hackers and computer doing impossible things, but to layman it doesn't probably doesn't seem like sci-fi. It's like, oh yeah, you can do that with computers these days. Anyway, it didn't take. Luke just said, I, I was like, that's not sci-fi. It's like transhumanism. I'm like, oh okay. Yeah, and it's very transhumanist. <laughs> there wasn't much. Uh, there wasn't much convincing done there. I was like, okay, I'm in. Sounds yeah. good. <laughs> well, we just wanted a film beginning with F, and this was what came to my mind. Oh, come on, there's some others. We, uh, we'll, no, no, we, but this we, is what we, came to my mind, and I was yeah. like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've watched yeah, now. There's much, much, much better choices I could have made. I've watched it now. I'm like, okay, I'm, I mean, yes, it is first and foremost an action film, but, I mean, we do superhero movies, and it has that much of a, um, a sci-fi layover. Yeah, I'd say it's more sci-fi than most of those. Actually... That's uh, when I saw Fast Five. I was like, "What the hell is this?" And um, people were like, "No, watch it! Like it's a superhero movie, just about the costumes." Yeah, it's a superhero movie where their power is they're good at cars. This one's slightly more grounded. I mean, it's t- totally well, nuts. Well, that it but... explains its insane stuff a bit more. Yeah. Okay. I guess that's it. Like, I felt like the action was slightly more restrained, maybe because you've got the two stars whose faces you want to show as much as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and less about the cars. Yeah, that might be it. So. Um, well, I was gonna say because then. After, like, five is when they brought the rock in. He's and not in five? No, oh, he's in five. Oh, he is in five. Okay. So from five, but he comes in as that one as kind of the antagonist. Mm. And sort of helps him at the end. And then the sixth one, he teams up with them to bring down this one British bad guy. And then at the end, you find out that he has a brother, which is uh, Jason Statham. He's the baddie in the seventh one. 
But then in the eighth one, he teams up with them to bring down an even bigger baddie. <laughs> it, it's like Dragon Ball. Because all these people Everyone's suck. Everyone's introduced as a bad guy, but then they're, they're powered by the next movie. <laughs> well, like, no, they're a baddie in one movie, and the next movie they begrudgingly team up. Then the one after that, they're friends, and then the one after that, they're family. Well, like you said, they start off as the bad guys in the first movie. It's the bad guys are your heroes, so in the later movies, the heroes need to be your bad guys? Yeah. I guess, yeah. But yeah, I'll get into, when we start talking about his character, because I kind of have some... He basically, The Rock played a character in the first one he was in. And then in all the subsequent ones, he just plays The Rock. Of course. <laughs> That's what people come to see. Yeah. They come to see The Rock. But you're like, you often forget that he can actually act. <laughs> because he very rarely does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, into the plot of Hobbs and Shaw. I, I was doing the hand quotations. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. can't see that. I mean, it has events that happen in an order. And what are and those events and in what plot. order? Yeah, it, it does. Okay, <laughs> off we go. That's uh, some bitch in your native tongue. That'd be wanker in your native tongue. You finish blabbering, you sound like a giant tarot baby. Yeah, well, I'm not listening to this horse shit. I got a job to do. In London, Hattie Shaw and her team of MI6 agents attempt to retrieve a programmable supervirus dubbed Snowflake from terrorist organization Etion. Brixton Law, an Etion operative with cybernetic implants that allow him to perform superhuman feats, arrives and kills all the agents except Hattie, who injects Snowflake into herself before escaping. Brixton frames Hattie for killing her team and stealing Snowflake, forcing her to go on the run. Luke Hobbs and Deckard Shaw, Hattie's brother, are both informed of the missing virus and are reluctantly assigned to work together to track it down. Hobbs manages to find Hattie. After a brief scuffle, he brings her to the CIA office. The office is attacked, and Hattie is taken by Brixton, whom Deckard recognizes as an old colleague-turned-enemy he'd previously shot and supposedly killed. Hobbs and Deckard... Why, why have we got one surname and one first name? Fuck's sake. Wikipedia. Hobbs and Shaw pursue and rescue Hattie during an ensuing car hit. Because they're both Shaws. I get it. We'll call him Luke. Rescue Hattie during an ensuing car chase, managing to escape from Brixton, who crashes into a double-decker bus. However, Brixton frames all three as traitors via Etion's control of global news media. The three locate Professor Andreco, Snowflake's creator, who informs them that to prevent Snowflake from eradicating humanity, Hattie must, while the virus is still dormant, either be killed or have the virus removed with a specialized extraction device located in Etion's headquarters in Chernobyl. They manage to retrieve the extraction device before escaping and destroying the facility. However, Andreco is killed and the device is damaged during their escape. Hobbs takes the trio to his childhood home in Samoa to visit his estranged brother Jonah, a talented mechanic, to repair the device and lay low before confronting Brixton again. Hobbs has a tense reunion with his family, but Jonah is eventually persuaded to help them by his mother. The makeshift battalion prepares for Etion's arrival, setting up a variety of traps around the island. Jonah successfully repairs the device and starts the virus extraction, just as Brixton and his army arrive at daybreak. In the ensuing battle, all of Brixton's soldiers are defeated. Brixton retakes Hattie via helicopter, however. Hobbs, Deckard, and the Samoans bring the aircraft down. Working together, Hobbs and Shaw defeat Brixton, who is remotely terminated afterwards by Etion's director. 
tell your mom I said hi. Actually, I'll tell her myself. Don't you ever talk about my mother, or I'll put your head through that wall. Secondly, I'll have this job done while you're still putting on your baby oil. Good luck, Slick. That's it. You just reminded me. That's exactly why I hate working with you. It's your voice. It's your nasally, prepubescent Harry Potter voice. Every time you speak, just imagine this for a second. It's like dragging my balls across shattered glass. And it hurts. Well, for me, it's not your voice. It's your face. Your big, stupid face. Looking at it makes me feel like God is projectile vomiting right in my eyes. And it burns. It really burns. When they kick out your front door, where you gonna go? With your hands on your head or on the trigger of a gun? Oh, oh, the guns of Brixton. Thanks. <laughs> it just kept going through my head the whole time because the guy's name's Brixton. They, they are incredible at giving people names in these films. <laughs> Luke Hobbs, Deckard Shaw, Brixton Law. <laughs> Brixton Law! Dominic Toretto. <laughs> Some hip names. That's Vin Diesel. Yeah. Yeah, well, Vin Diesel is... Well, Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the character's name. No. That would be too on the nose for the character. <laughs> That'd be unrealistic. Realistic. <laughs> but, uh... Idris Elba, holy hell, I didn't know he's in this till it started rolling. <laughs> ah, he's so good in everything. I know. Even when he is in shit films, he's so good. He's phony and like, in, he's still fantastic. Yeah, Pacific Rim. <laughs> like, that's like a legendary performance, and he couldn't have given less of a shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, so, it's like, well, okay, he's the legitimately good actor. I, I Well, Helen Mirren, but she's slumming. Yeah, she's like a... It's, Cameo at best. Yeah. She's in one of the earlier ones in a little more detail, is she? Not much more detail, but yeah, she's played his mum in a couple now. Anyway, she's slumming. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, because I guess she mostly does, though, right? It's like Whoopi doing Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> Are you saying this is the modern equivalent of Star Trek? No, I'm just saying she's in these <laughs> yeah, yeah. movies the same way Whoopi Goldberg is in Star Trek. Right. It's kind of beneath her, but she's doing it for a lark, I guess. Yeah. But, uh,. Yeah, our, our stars here. We are going to start talking about The Rock. The Rock just plays The Rock now. Yeah, so in the first one that he was in, so Fast Five, he's like the top-of-the-range, cool bounty hunter guy. Well, I don't know. No one in this series has real jobs. <laughs> he's the guy who catches criminals, right? But his, his character is that he's like, he's like uh, Tommy Lee Jones in The Fugitive. He doesn't care about right or wrong. He has a target and he brings him in. Is he, he's FBI, is he? He's just a bounty hunter. Just no, no, he, is, he does work for... For an alphabet agency. Yeah. But, yep. <laughs> yeah. So his job was just to bring in, like, Vin Diesel in that film. But he was that perfect thing where he's not wrong, but he's an asshole. And he's the bad guy, right? <laughs> so it worked really well. And then, like, they teamed up because there was a bigger bad. And then from, like, six onwards, he's just, like... I'm still, like, on the side of the law, but I'm just the rock and I'm a good guy and everyone loves me. <laughs> in fact... At the, in Fast and Furious 7, he gets his arm broken at the start, and at the end, he flexes out of his cast so he can use a minigun to take out a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> and in Fast 8, there's a car chase on top of an iceberg where they've been chased by a submarine and shoots a torpedo at them. He hangs out of his car to redirect the torpedo at another car <laughs> with his bare hands. And this was, this was off my before we started doing it, right? Um, 
I, yeah, this movie didn't seem as, like, nutsoid with the... No, that was on mic. Anyway, uh, yeah, the action spectacle, it's good. The action scenes are good, but they don't seem to have the full-out, like, insanity I've seen in clips from the other movies. Yeah, they're, they are insane, but they stay mostly on the side of, like, you can sort of believe what you're looking at and follow it along for the ride. Yeah, and um, again, I'm talking with no experience, basically, but it seems like this is like a real spinoff. Like, yeah, it they, has the DNA, but it's definitely something different. Yep. That's kind of in the form of a question on purpose. Yeah, no, it is. Uh, there's <laughs> a reason for that, which is because the Vin, Vin Diesel and The Rock hate each other. <laughs> <laughs> so in Fast 8, although they're both in it, they share, like, a second of screen time. <laughs> <laughs> Why do they hate each other? Uh, because The Rock takes his craft very seriously and is, you know, the most hardworking man on Earth. Whereas Vin Diesel just swans around doing what he wants and <laughs> sometimes decides he doesn't want to film today. And <laughs> I've only ever heard The Rock's side of it, right? But apparently Vin Diesel's a real candy ass. <laughs> today is just time to hear the birds. Yeah, I get the impression he is that guy, right? <laughs> he's, he's the new um, Steven Seagal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, maybe. He's got to make... He's Although make apparently some... they have made amends and they might both be in Fast 10. There we go. He's got to make some soft rock albums first. So, so The Rock's not going to be in F9, is it? I don't think so, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, that's why I was, um, I, I was getting into The Rock has a weirdly late career renaissance. Like, I feel like they are pushing him as the new Schwarzenegger, like, around 2000 originally. Right, yeah, yeah. And it didn't take for, like, yeah, more had, than 10 years. He had, like, a few films, but none of them were huge, right? So he had The Scorpion King, which I guess was supposed to be his Conan. And then he did, like, Welcome to the Jungle and some other shit. I don't think any of them bombed, but no one really cared. Well, he's doing comedy for a while, yeah. It's and like then, the yeah, yeah. Fairy. Well, yeah, he, it's like he skipped the, the serious action movie part of his career and went straight to the kindergarten cops. And now he's like, oh, crap, I need to go back and do that. <laughs> well, I guess he just he turned up for that one Fast and Furious film and it went well. Yeah. But he's mostly... The stuff that he has done and been big in is ensemble stuff. So, like, Fast and Furious, he's never the one main guy. Um, Until The Jumanji now. films... But even this, it's, it's Hobbs and Shaw. That's true, he's sharing. But it's, he's, that puts him in the... Yeah, but yeah. it seems like he... Hobbs maybe, comes Maybe first. the times of, like, Schwarzenegger's and Stallone's is over. And there's no, like, one guy who just sells films like they used Well, that's to. what I'm saying. I feel like just in the past couple of years, that has become The Rock. He is that guy kind now. Kind of. Like, like, about 15 years later than we thought it was going to happen. He's still, <laughs> well, he's still insanely jacked, so... Yeah, exactly, he I mean... Age, no, so he's do- that's awesome. It's just like... <laughs> You know, like, around before they made Fast Five, you'd sort of be like, um, well, I guess he didn't qu- never quite caught on fire, and then he did. Yep. <laughs> and he's in shape to do well, it. Well, and so now because he has, John Cena's really trying to make his movie career happen. It's hard not to like The Rock. Here, the, the, here's what I think, the, the cabal behind the curtain, they're probably setting him up to become president one day, President Rock. Is Samoa part of the United States? American Samoa is. There's another Samoa. I'm not Samoa. sure which part he's born in. The bad vibe pyramids are on the other Samoa, French Samoa. But there's an right. American Samoa, which I assume if you were born on American Samoa would make you, would qualify you. Huh. But I don't know. Man, it'd be great to have Dwayne Johnson president as president. Rock. I know. Even, even if there was like a devious scheme behind it, who cares? President he would Rock. Be, he would be the second U.S. president in the WWE Hall of Fame. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> So, how's that for some insanity? Yeah. Okay, uh, let's go on to Jason Statham. 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 Thank you. Because uh, another one I haven't followed that much, I did get on his ground floor. I watched the crap out of uh, Lock, 
stock and two smoking barrels on VHS in the late 90s. So yeah, yeah, he was just like Guy Ritchie gangster movie guy for a long time. And then he, see, he did have quite a long action movie career, but he was never the new Schwarzenegger. He was like the new, I don't know, Chuck Norris? Uh, yes, that was, uh, I was uh, going to come up with death, Charles Bronson. Yeah. But same vibe. Yeah, he had like your transporters. You definitely know him. See, mechanic, for, but yeah. For me, I've just seen, oh, I saw Lockstock, of course. Um, is he in Snatch? I think so. Okay, then I've seen Snatch. I think he's in a whole bunch. And after um, the 311 earthquake and Fukushima disaster in Japan, I had a few mm. days off, <laughs> as you may guess. Yeah. And um, we, I watched Battleship Yamato and the oh, Crank yeah. movies. So, uh, <laughs> so I know so Crank. My favorite thing about the Crank movies is not even in the movies, right? So at the end of the first one, he died, and they decided they want to do a sequel. So the poster just says, he was dead. He got better. There we go. That's all the explanation you need. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm 100% behind that. Yeah. <laughs> Although, because I did that um, Cockney accent at the start when we recorded the dialogue clips, I'm now dropping all my H's and my T's. I'm <laughs> <laughs> turning all my T-H's into F's. I'm going yeah. to London. I'm going to go into work next week and none of the kids are going to understand me. <laughs> you bloody what, mate? <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> you have to do that now. <laughs> with your four-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's not much to say about him. He's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just... Well, that's the funny thing, because... He doesn't by, act either. He's always him on screen, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. The, but by both UK th- character standards, he's like um, rough and ready, working class, cockney guy, right? Yeah. But because he's British, this film paints him as like the suave, sophisticated Bond one of the two. <laughs> but he's still like a fucking uh, <laughs> thunderhead. Yep. Yeah, a- he doesn't even... Like, The Rock gets a lot of lines, but Statham just gets to make faces. We kind of found that when we were recording our dialogue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, let's switch, because <laughs> I kept getting all the good lines doing the hard yeah, parts. Yeah, the film, like, he just does all those, like, you know, tuts and little smirks and shit. It's great. Yeah, well, the elevator's wonderful. <laughs> oh, God, that's such a good... <laughs> and then they switch roles in the corridor later on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody tells me what to do. <laughs> and Jack threw himself out of the airplane. That's great. Yeah. So, I mean, in those ways, they are putting him as, like, the uh, cockney asshole. I mean, he's yeah, not yeah. too slick. He's not Bond slick by any means. No, no, no. <laughs> um, Idris Elba is Bond slick. He's too I old for Bond now. They yeah, can't cast I him as Bond anymore. But Elba Bond. Ten years ago, man, when Daniel Craig was first, like, not wanting to do it, if mm-hmm. they plugged him in then, oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I love Idris Elba and everything. Um, uh, that includes this. <laughs> <laughs> you are an asshole. You're quicker than I thought. Yep, because I have a secret weapon. People actually like me. You wouldn't understand that because you don't have any friends. We're not finished talking about the actors. I thought Luke said, that concludes this, and then I hit the stop. I'm very glad to now learn that I have the power to shut Matt up by just saying, and that concludes this. <laughs> it's like, well, what I really want to do is, you know, like I'm thinking about, uh, you know. And that concludes this. <laughs> it works out, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we've talked about our three, like, buff, bald men. But there are other characters in this film, unfortunately. <laughs> he just has a little hair on his head, doesn't he? Yeah, a bit more than the other two. Okay. I, I, my image has some hair. I think even Statham had a bit of stubble. Oh, yeah, it's stubble. The Rock's only the, the only one has like a proper shiny Mr. Clean head. Because <laughs> of his baby oil. Yeah. 
Sorry, where were you going? We have more, we have more actors in this movie. Well, yeah, and so... Well, both characters get to kind of have a family. It's like the thing. And I guess that was sort of the character arc they both go on. Yeah. So obviously we have the other... Sure, we have his sister. Our, our, yeah, I guess our heroes these days are usually orphans, aren't they? These yeah. people have, nor- like, well, not normal families, but, but they, they have, have families. Yeah, well, um, the Fast and Furious series is all about family. Yeah. As Vin Diesel never stops saying. <laughs> I don't, see, I know that. I haven't even seen them. See, this movie shows that they don't tell. Yep. Mm, that's good. <laughs> Maybe. Fast and Furious films are just better when Vin Diesel's not involved. <laughs> How's Too Fast, Too Furious? Fun. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't get, like, super crazy, but they jump a car onto a boat. You know, that was crazy in like 2000. Yeah, that's what I was saying. In 2000, that's fine. That's good. <laughs> um, how about some of the lady actors? So, yeah, that's what I was saying. We have Hattie Shaw. Um, I don't know what else she's been in. I don't recognize her. She wasn't bad, but she did seem just kind of like plugged in. Yeah, but you know, she did it well. Yeah, yeah. She had, she had some bite and some character to it. Yeah, it's she. It's not like she was just like a damsel in distress or anything. She was. A big part of the plot. Well, let's think she never physically had to be in distress because she's always in distress with the virus. So, yeah. she, you know, you don't really need to add on to that, you know? That's enough. But, yeah, she, she came across, like, the sister of Statham's character. <laughs> they both had the same snark to them. Yeah, like that's that. true. And, and the, the brother. There's another brother. Yeah, he's um, Luke Evans, I think, is the actor. Mm. He was the, the guy they meet in The Hobbit who kills Smaug. Okay. He's been in a bunch of stuff. But yeah, he was the baddie in six, and then he helped them in seven or something stupid. You know how it is. Right. <laughs> but yeah, he was, obviously, he's no fucking Jason Statham, right? <laughs> Very few people are. Right. <laughs> but yeah, he weirdly... I wonder if he like refused to come back for this film, or he just couldn't schedule it. But it felt weird that he wouldn't have at least had a camp... Like, at the end, when they go and see their mum, to have the three of them sat there would have made sense. Mm. But yeah, he didn't even show up. Yeah, he's There's not been a falling out. Are there any other actors in this movie? I well, mean, I mean, there's that's... lots of bit parts. Yeah. Like, um, Ryan Reynolds like... turns up to play Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Kevin Hart turns up to play Kevin Hart. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the end scene. I, I know the whole joke is we don't know how he stabs someone with a brick, but come on. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty funny. You gotta show that. But also, this film came out not very long after the end of Game of Thrones. And he just drops a massive spoiler for a gag. <laughs> which I appreciate the balls on that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. I know you don't. <laughs> my I'd, dad... already, I'd already had it spoiled by Twitter at that point. My dad's really into Game of Thrones. My parents are into Game of Thrones. Yeah, okay. I think I have, yeah, first season, I can watch. I can get into it, but I haven't. Yeah, yeah. Well, one of our original plans for doing a podcast together was Boner for Throner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Patreon oh. stretch goal. <laughs> Uh, maybe I don't know Samoa well enough, but The Rock's brother, I just, I had trouble making it connect there. Um, I think a lot of those guys are legit his family. Really? Okay. At least one of them is another, um, he doesn't even have, there's a big thing that he was going to be in this film, he didn't even have any lines. But one of those guys is a current, like, title wrestling guy in the oh. WWE, Roman Reigns. Are they cousins? I guess that's, yeah, I guess that's part of, oh, okay, the family, right, because you're confusing yeah. me a moment. But I guess let's see with The Rock. Everyone gets to identify with The Rock because he, he's Samoan, but you, it's hard to tell what he is, right? <laughs> he's everything. He, he represents everybody, and he's really big. He's just the human, well, that's the thing. Because he's such a specimen, 
he doesn't look like he's the same species as anyone else, <laughs> let this alone is, the same race. This like, is the perfect species. <laughs> like, what is he? He's just uh, the rock. <laughs> like he, He's manly, Lou. And he was like, yeah, kind of. <laughs> he's what they were expecting when they recreated the fifth element. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he, um, he was never that big when he was wrestling. No, when he started, he had he had like hair and like a like a hula skirt, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't. They didn't keep that look. They for didn't very keep long. it long, but his debut was that's like the uh, ridiculous. Yeah, that's the uh, Vince McMahon. Samoan. Okay, well you're gonna wear a skirt and you're gonna do a dance. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, did they? Did he, what was his name? They didn't actually call him the Angry Samoan, did they? I can't remember. Maybe. <laughs> but he was Rocky, and then that became the Rock. <laughs> he was Rocky. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I. I don't really know much about wrestling to, uh, past 1991. If you want to give yourself a little treat, go to the uh, original announcement of the Xbox. See the video of The Rock and Bill Gates. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, this is the most powerful machine in the world. That's right, Rock. <laughs> <laughs> no, mister, I'm Bill Gates. I don't need to add a mister to your name. <laughs> so when you first um, look at The Rock, what race do you think he is? It doesn't matter there. what you think. <laughs> That's an old rock bit, if you didn't know. Oh, okay. I didn't know. <laughs> he, he, would just, he would come in, he'd ask his opponent a question, like, what's your name? It doesn't matter what your name is. <laughs> I've watched that compilation many a time. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I guess I'm going to go home tonight and watch some rock, old school rock compilations. Yeah, God, he's so good. In some 80s wrestling. He's one of those guys, like, just give him a microphone and a camera and he will just spout shit as long as you need him to. Again, that's why the cabal is like positioning to become president <laughs> of the United States. It's a real talent. <laughs> that's why that's why Trump's there, right? So they want someone to talk shit, so they're talking shit. Oh yeah, I mean it turns out it doesn't matter what shit he talks because he's unimpeachable apparently. So. <laughs> hey, that is what we he laugh, said. So we don't cry. <laughs> well you have the you know WrestleMania thing. Yeah I'm unimpeachable. You can't get me <laughs> Oh, the, that's okay. That's why this movie is like the national anthem. The, excuse me, the world anthem now. Like the world is now WrestleMania. <laughs> You're not wrong. Is the thing. <laughs> and, and this is like your action movie WrestleMania. Oh yeah, I mean, the the results are as fixed as WrestleMania. Is, <laughs> yeah. So. If it didn't have Idris, there wouldn't be enough boost. But with him, we can go there. I think. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. I guess the thing is, it's like, it's like a, this is a small-scale Fast and Furious film, but it's still pretty epic. Well, yeah, I mean, it's fate of the world stuff. It's just that the, the final confrontation involves punch. Well, have I told you about the end of Fast 7 when Vin Diesel and Statham have their big confrontation? No, I don't believe so. Well, they talk about it being an old-fashioned street fight, and they're on a building, there's been some explosions, and Vin Diesel says, the problem with a street fight is the street always wins. Then he kicks the building, and the building shatters under <laughs> Statham's feet, and he falls to his presumable death. I'm pretty sure I've heard that line before. <laughs> it's like, he could just kick buildings apart. These characters are gods. <laughs> That's what I was saying. That's where I do need to go back and watch them, especially from Five, mm. because um, the, the thing was, no, watch it like a superhero movie. Right, <laughs> and yeah, it yeah, works. yeah, You can't watch it like they're human beings. <laughs> but then the people who were really into, like, one, two, and three, because they like cars and street racing, hate everything from when The Rock joins onwards because it became a dumb superhero. But 
that's what I want from these films. <laughs> so, what is, okay, what is the order I should watch these in? I feel like I shouldn't start with the first one. I should probably, fifth seems to be sort of like the nexus point. Watch five. If it clicks, then watch them in numerical order. In fact, from maybe not even five. Maybe just jumps. I don't know. I feel like with this one, you already know that it is going to click once The Rock shows up. So either just watch five, six, seven, eight, and assume you don't need to know the plot. <laughs> or watch them numerically. I remember. I remember. This, uh, this is why I have a weird um, connection with five. I bought it on Blu-ray. Wow. I bought, I just, it was cheap. Uh, yeah, but still. <laughs> anyway, shortly after that, I was selling things to get an electric drum kit. And mm. having only made it 15 minutes throughout that movie, that was one of the things I sold to fund the electric right. drum kit. So. I, I, I probably owe it. That's, that's the thing. I owe that movie a little bit. And now I, yeah. <laughs> the, the thing, like, they, I, in my opinion, they only get better as the series goes on. <laughs> but when you then go back and watch the old ones, you're like, oh, it's kind of nice to see these yeah. characters act like human beings. <laughs> and then it helps you enjoy the stupidity more. That's pretty rare where the sequels get better. I feel like Mission Impossible is the only other one that well, manages but like, that. Better, right? <laughs> like, they get dumber by considerable margins. I think the Mission Impossible is legitimately get better. I've heard, I have heard that. Yeah. But, like, with the Fast and Furious films, it's like... Like, two and three are probably worse than one. Four is the worst one in the series, but it's just boring. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, I'll say that for it brings everyone back together so that five onwards can happen, but it, it's not dumb yet. Okay. And then, like... Five is kind of dumb, six gets dumber, seven gets <laughs> even dumber than that, and then eight has the rock pushing torpedoes out of the way with his bare hands. So. <laughs> but, okay, this movie, Hobbs and Shaw, it, I mean, it's dumb, and uh, it doesn't seem like that dumb. No, like, the dumbest thing he does is, like, pull that helicopter out of the sky. Yeah. But even then, it's like, it's not like he literally does it with his bare hands, he just grabs it a bit. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, and then... then the, well, they have, still have some crazy stunts and stuff, but they make one of the characters a cyborg so that it makes sense, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That helps. I, I guess the other thing is um, one of the biggest stunts is the dialogue. Because last week, I, I don't remember why I said it. I was like, oh, you didn't hate the dialogue. I was like, well, I did hate the dialogue, yet I love the dialogue. Right. <laughs> That's the stunt in this movie, the right. crazy stunt. Yeah, yeah, but they, yeah, they shot for something and they absolutely nail it, right? Yeah. Because obviously if you try and do this kind of dialogue and you don't have, like, two of the most charming men on earth delivering it, then <laughs> it's not going to work. So but. how does, I, I know, especially the later Fast and Furious movies, the F movies, the F and F, the presenting movies, um, are renowned for dumb dialogue. Yes, but it's, in, it's not in, it's, you're laughing at it more than you are with this one. This one you're laughing with these guys, right? A little like both, you know it's yeah. a joke, right? Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they know it's a joke. I guess, right. I guess Vin Whereas Diesel... Vin Diesel thinks he's delivering, like, the greatest lines ever written, right? <laughs> Does that he mean he's a better actor? About... He's selling it, man, he's selling it. Kind of, because like, there are people who are into it, right? So The Rock's working too hard. Maybe. <laughs> but not here, he's good here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, he's good in most well, of Well, and he's good in five. Yeah. <laughs> like, Different but approaches, yeah. but... Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, no, Vin Diesel earnestly thinks he's making, like, these really deep character movies about family and life and drama and getting to the heart of the human condition. <laughs> <laughs> let's get out of the human condition. Let's get into blowing shit up. How's that sound? It's action. You couldn't have booked an emergency row for a little more leg room, huh? Not everybody has hobbit legs like you. Hey, look, in case you didn't realize, I could give a damn about your comfort. So why don't you be a good elephant, 
suck up another kilo of peanuts, put your chair back, and relax. Alright, listen, don't ever tell me to relax, alright? Don't tell me to do anything. Anytime you ever say anything, it makes me want to take my boot and shove it so far up your ass, you're going to be spitting out shoelaces all week. Action! 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 There's not so many cars in this movie. There's few. There's still a couple car chases. No, they have... Uh, they felt like token car chases. Car, yeah, yeah. Car chases. Car chases. Well, and it was, it was like military jeeps and stuff more than like nice cars. They had the... you had to see the characters and they had to punch things. Was so. it the London run? They, had, so they were in some yeah, jacked-up cars Yeah, yeah, he was in a nice car there. Yeah. Well, and you can tell that Idris Elba's the bad guy because he likes motorbikes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, before we get too deep into the action, we didn't talk we can't Dinkley. Fit a family in a motorbike. Sorry, we forgot our, our last character before we get too deep in the action. Dinkley? Dinkley? Dinkley, Air Marshal Dinkley. Oh, I mentioned briefly that Kevin Hart turns up to play Kevin Hart. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, okay, we just didn't, I just, I like, okay. It, yeah, it's fun, it's a fun bit, but. I think, no, I did, I, the name didn't quite click when you said it before. Uh, okay, back to the action. Although we, the bit with him was, uh, they're having that argument on the airplane, and when he turns around, I thought the joke was just going to be like, Shut up, everyone can hear you. <laughs> but it's like, no, no, just he heard them because he's an air marshal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How are they having this loud conversation when everyone's meant to be asleep on this plane? Because it's a and sad. people don't fucking hate them. It's just sad. They well, do hate them. People, yeah. People, they, when people I guess hate you, you on, don't say anything to fucking The Rock. Right, <laughs> exactly. When people hate you on planes, they don't say anything to you, especially if you're Dwayne yeah, Johnson. Yeah, you're locked in a fucking tube, so <laughs> you can see. Yeah, that could, don't let it escalate too far, right? <laughs> Fair, yeah. So they, they were being assholes. <laughs> but yeah, action. No plane action. <laughs> no. Oh! Why are there so many Transformer noises? Is that why you like these movies? Oh, every movie since Transformers is full of Transformers. Really? It just kicked me in the head on this one. That everything <laughs> People rag on them, but the Transformers movies were super influential okay. to the aesthetics of films since. Like, that shaky can stuff, the... Like, um, the baddies, the Avengers fight, those are Decepticons. Yeah. Like, you know, everything's shot in that, like, teal Blob and orange. Globulous, lighting. globulous CG things you're fighting. Yeah, yeah. Oh! And everything makes those... <laughs> noises. <laughs> this is a newer movie where I'm not going to slam on the CGI. I mean, it has some. They, they're wrecking some cars, too. That helps. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, this I is CGI tell you done. what was CGI and what wasn't. Exactly. I know they have some. This is CGI done very well. Yep. The effects in this movie look Fully good. Fully agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is one that I'm not going to rag on. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I think there's an element of when you, when you just know something's not real. Yeah. I think no matter how good the effects are, your brain just picks up that it's not. Is that why Mission Impossible and Fast and Furious movies seem to be getting better? Because they're the movies that are like, we have to do practical stuff? Yeah, well, and also because when they do use their CG... They use it to do things which, oh, we probably could do this for real, but we're not going to. Yeah. So it just, it tricks your eye better, right? Yeah, yeah. Whereas no matter how good the CG gets in Transformers, a little bit of you is just like, yeah, but it's not real. Yeah, because the most dead CG here is probably going to be like the HUD from the transhuman soldier yeah, yeah, folks. Yeah, yeah. So, but again, that's fine, because that can date. It doesn't matter. Right. It's, it's dating. Give like, it, you know, teen's charm in 20 years' time. Yeah, it's dating like the, the Death Star grid or the, yeah, you know, yeah. the black hole sequence from a uh, uh, credit sequence from a few weeks ago. Yep. But yeah, I think like, in terms of the action and spectacle, the effects are going to hold up just fine. But uh, why don't... Is it, I guess it's, we can go from effects to transhumanism then. Okay. 
Oh, we didn't. Yeah, we didn't even talk about any of the action yet. But I there, here's there the thing. I like a standout set piece. Yeah, I, fun... I remember there being action in the movie, well, but the one bit that I really love and always sticks with me is just the final punch up. Okay. Because it's just here's some huge jack bald men punching each other in slow motion in the rain. <laughs> Well, like, yeah, that's what I came to the cinema for, and I'm getting what I paid for. But what I found is the punches I enjoyed was all the, the dialogue. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That I actually enjoy. made, for me, the uh, uh, maybe it petered out a little at the end, because, yeah, now we're together, we're buddies, we're going to do it, and they're not talking shit anymore. Yeah. <laughs> to me, the talking shit was the real action oh, yeah, in this yeah. movie. I love, I love all that shit. That's why oh, yeah. the movie's called Hobbs and Shaw, because the real action here is talking shit. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> what you went to see these characters interact, and then everything else is just there to... Give that a framework, but I just—that's I, a cool fight in my book. Mm. Even if I can't remember who I'm stealing this from, but the, it seems like they just kept the placeholder lines in the script for that bit. If we work together, we can hurt them. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take a punch so you can land one. I'll do the same for you, brother. Crap, we forgot to write the scene. <laughs> oh, well, that, they're delivering that no one's noticed. <laughs> no, well, there's things blowing up by that point, so it's cool. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's like, it's, it's like Dave Mamey or something on the bath sauce. That's like earlier in the movie. Just Aaron Sorkin after a bender. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. But it's just, it's the, the point of this film is that nothing has any subtlety. And that's great. Yet it's weirdly subtle than, okay, is this movie more, more subtle or less subtle than mainline Fast and Furious films? I feel like it might be more subtle in a weird way. I guess in a certain way, yeah. Because you're focusing just on these two characters, basically. And right. The action scenes are, are well, good. Well, yeah, but like we said earlier, it, it has a theme without ramming it down your throat by yeah. just saying the word family over and over. Um, I keep trying to segue into the next theme, that transhumanism. That was the, the bait you used for me to, to consi- say, yes, we're doing this for sci-fi. Yeah. Um, I, it was interesting. Idris makes some good points. He, he is also a villain, which is kind of right, but kind of wrong, because, you know. Well, how is he right? I don't remember when I was watching and something seemed right. Okay, let's talk about where he's wrong. Um, one, who is his boss? Excuse me. Your drugs are like this. I mean, when you, when you talk. a reveal for the next film. So oh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> Hobbs and Shaw, Shaws. Yeah. Anyway, I'm like, man, if, if that's the voice you're taking orders from, you might want to reconsider your right. life. But he can't reconsider his life because most of his body parts are now owned by somebody. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. That ending was actually pretty, like, bleak and stuff. Really? <laughs> uh, just that scene where he's, like, having his back worked on? That yeah, was yeah, kind yeah. of slightly disturbing, at least. <laughs> well, it's hell of a business, boys. Mm. But, yeah, you know, you got your tattooed mountain of a man that, you know, no transhumanism. Is that what we're going for? Are well, we trying? Am I supposed to come away being that stuff's cool or that stuff's horrible? Right, because... They film it like it's very cool. Yeah. And he does kick a lot of ass. But at the end, you know, heart and humans wins out over tech. Hmm. Which is, yeah, where are they going with that? Or do they even know? No, I tried to write in one of his last lines as, you damn humans. (laughs) You know, because, I mean, character-wise, he's kind of ejecting himself from the human race. Oh, yeah, yeah. He is like, um, it must be pretty pretty difficult, right, being so damn human. (laughs) When he goes red-eye in the end, is that the AI taking control? That's him being shut down, wasn't it? Or did he go red-eye before that? I think he gets red-eye before that to, like, escalate. Like, he's no right, longer he, in control. Yeah, his 
He's letting the fight program. He's going five G. That's the five G taking over. Like it's going to take over all of our brains, man. It's not though, because five G is actually really shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading about five G. Yeah. It basically only works with line of sight and doesn't work in the rain. It doesn't work in the rain? Unless there's towers fucking everywhere. 5G no, I, is like worse than Wi-Fi. No, I already heard that towers have to be everywhere. So yeah. I was reading like it's got to go from four to five. But um, Yeah, yeah, 5G sounds like a real bad misstep. Well, they just haven't, they haven't tested it. It's got like microwave yeah. signals. I mean, 4G might be screwing us up too. I don't know. But it's like, hey, let's intensify that. Well, I remember when mobile phones first came out, they're supposedly fucking us up, right? Yeah. But I don't know. Like, I don't have a tumor on the side of my head It hasn't been around yet. long enough for... But how often do you put the phone to your head anymore? More than you'd think. Because I normally have my headphones in, so I'm talking through that. No, this morning I was like, okay, can you hear me? I put this phone down because I feel like I shouldn't hold this to my head. But no, when I'm walking along, I'll often, oh, if okay. I'm talking to my friend, I'll have it on my on side of my face. Because I generally have my ear, earphones in, it just doesn't matter, of course. Oh, no, I never use the headphones. Oh, uh, yeah, you don't even use them when you listen to podcasts, do you? No, I just walk around listening, and if someone's nearby, one, I'm in Rice Fields, um, and you step two meters away, you can't hear me anyway, but I'm, I can mute it with my thumb, and yeah. Maybe I'll hear myself talking about rice fields while walking through a rice field listening to my own podcast. That's well, like masturbation, isn't it? Kind of. <laughs> You'll probably go longer without losing your hearing than I will, though. So. Yeah. <laughs> I, dude, I used to play in punk rock bands. My hearing's already shit. Well, I've got one ear that's fucked because a speaker blew next to me. Oh, yeah. Here's the thing. I, I go into a physical every year and they tell me my hearing's fucked, yet I can hear things no one else can. <laughs> and I can mix music and things. you're hearing things from other realms. That's it, yeah. I'm, I'm bypassing the physical sense for, like, my transcendental senses, man. Yep. Yeah. That's how it feels to chew five gum. That's, <laughs> that's real <laughs> transhumanism, man. <laughs> but, yeah, there's a... Uh, it's that the whole angle is, like... Well, it's, um, it's Extremis, right? Hmm. At least the comic book version of Extremis. Okay, a little bit. It's, like, it will make, five, it will make a certain percentage of the people the ultimate humans, and kill everyone else. Maybe this is where I'm kind of looking at Brixton. I should call him Brixton, not Idris. Yeah. <laughs> um, Brixton Law. Yeah, Brixton Law. Yeah, I'm losing... Idris always a cool They're name, both. too. Too uh, many cool names. I'm guessing he, he was probably... Well, he, he t- bites in an earlier Fast and Furious movie. No, he's not. He was no, he's introduced this, here. Okay. I wondered if they were referencing You find one. out that... Statham is only a bad guy because something shady happened to him and he actually had a good career up to then. Oh, okay. That's what they're referencing here, but you don't know any details. Anyway, same with, same with Brixton. Like, I'm guessing he thought he was making the right decision until he was basically, basically became a slave to the transhumanism. I mean, he's, right. he's no longer in a position where he can say no, uh, look at red eyes again, you know? Yeah, but he still comes across like a true believer up to that point, but I guess... How much of that is convincing yourself because you can't yeah. turn back, you know? Right. Maybe that's where he's trying to convince me. to keep doing this or die. <laughs> he's trying to convince himself. I'm like, well, that sounds reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> At the same time, I'm, so I'm, I think you said you'd install a chip for the internet before I would, so... Oh, yeah, like, <laughs> before I moved to Japan, my dad literally was like, Luke, please promise me you won't get any machine parts put in <laughs> until you know they're safe. So what was, what'd you tell him? I cannot make any promises. <laughs> Even if someone offers me robot limbs, I'm See, I'm like, it. is she now on that crap? <laughs> I don't have anything in my brain. Mm. But everything else? Only if, you want, if you want mine internet, it's got to go into your brain, man. I know. No, you just be in the eyes. But that's still looking at it screen. Can, it can listen to my brain. I don't want it. It won't take orders from your brain from your eyes. It's got to be no, connected to your brain. It can take orders from my brain, but I don't want to put anything Matrix direct. style. I don't want it putting stuff directly in there. No, it's like a little thing. You, just, you put it there, it stays there. It's not connected, right? right. It's in, and you have, you have computer power. 
Or you take it's a little bit boring. I mean, but... I've already given all my information to Facebook. I don't know that I lose at this point. They're gonna right? recreate you and put that in if you say no. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's uh, people talk about that whole like, my phone heard what I was saying and then gave me adverts. Now it's real creepy. It's just because they're really good at predicting what we're gonna do. I start. Oh, I started seeing this thing about like. Neck pain cure, upper back. And like two days later, my back started hurting. <laughs> <laughs> that was, it That's happened. a psychosomatic. It, maybe, except you it's- think they're like shooting beams at your back so you want to bite you? No, 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 I'm <laughs> saying the algorithm is so good they know I'm about to get right. back pain. Uh, yeah, that's very feasible. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was getting after, they, they know it well enough. They have enough. your age and lifestyle. That's so why I bought this thing, out. man. Ooh, you it's like a cow drop. <laughs> it, it does, it looks, it's like a, it's like two pyramids stuck there, and you can stick it into the parts of your back there having problems. It's great. Y'all uh-huh. should buy them. That's our sponsor for this week. I don't know. I don't know what they're... weird diamond things made of wood is I our have... sponsor. I don't know what the name is. <laughs> <laughs> Go get one of them, boys and girls. So you actually think that I'm going through all this effort on this mission, trying to save the world, by the way, for a fourth time, because I'm really good at it. You think I'm going through all of this just so I could do the horizontal hula sexy sexy time with your sister? Not all. Most. Let me break it down for you, Frodo. This ain't 1955 anymore, alright? Despite the fact that the girl sleeping right there is related to you, she's still one of the toughest, baddest, most capable women I've ever encountered in my entire life. And if she chooses to look the way of this big, brown, well-endowed, tattooed mountain of a man, then guess what? I'm gonna let her climb this mountain over and over and over again. You stay away from that. So there's a bit of a trend at the moment. All of our supervillains are like eco-terrorists. And yeah, you were like, we're talking about eco-terrorists now. And that, that, having watched, I I mean, I watched this once, right? All right. That didn't really burrow into my brain as something to talk about here. So you lead us down that path. um, I've only watched it twice. It's not like that's a big thing. It's not like it's a big thing because of this film. I just noticed that it's happening a lot. Mm. It's like Thanos, right? Yeah. The resources are running out. I've got to kill half the people. Yeah. And people acting like, oh, maybe Thanos is right. I'm going to peg the start of this trend. Could, could that be the Quantum of Solace? Yeah, Quantum of Solace did it as well. That was an underrated movie. I think we said it here before. But, but, um, no, but the baddies were not the eco-terrorists in that, were they? The baddies of. were the guys trying to steal the water. Yeah. It was, it was an eco thing, but it wasn't... No, but the thing... My issue is, a lot of films at the moment are part- painting the guys who want to do extreme stuff to protect the environment as the bad guys. Well, that might be a bad idea. You're, here's, uh, you're, do, you're taking on a very complex system. Mm. So humans are quite um, uh, a little arrogant to think that we can just like play with one part of a system and hope for the best. It's like right. a computer system. Like you can't, if a pro, when a program gets big enough, you can't predict what's going to happen. Right, but on the other hand, we can very clearly show that the stuff we're doing at the moment is fucking it up, mm-hmm. and we should stop. Right? No, you shouldn't. <laughs> yes, you should not be like pouring sludge into your rivers and things like that. Right, but a lot of films are presenting it as like, oh yeah, but you know, calm down, let's not do anything too crazy. And I feel like that is, you know, the well, money at the moment is in a lot of things which are not good for the environment. Yeah. So let's, let's present people who care too much about that as maniacs. At the same time, you don't want to launch Ice-9 into the sky. No. <laughs> <laughs> but like, this one and also Thanos, it's the whole like, oh, overpopulation is the problem. It's like, ah, oh, no, 
mostly big businesses are the problem. Yeah, really. <laughs> there's, I mean, here's the thing. Um, you know, we're, we're told we're, we, there's not enough. We have to share our resources. And, and of course, to a certain extent, sense that's true. But if not for greedy people, there'd be an awful lot there, more abundance. There is, there is enough of everything on Earth. Yeah. But, well, like, money, right? It's the reason pe some people are poor. It's because a very small number of people are hoarding a lot of fucking wealth. And it's just someone's story. I mean, yeah. we could function fine without having money. Well, money is just an idea, right? All value is artificial. Yeah. Captain Picard knows well, yeah, how we roll that way. Going back to old Bond films, if GoldenEye came out today, I'd be rooting for the bad guy. Because <laughs> <laughs> his plan, plan was to use the satellite to destroy all financial data on Earth. Oh, good. I was, I was going to ask you that because I, I watched Plus he's Golden... Sean Bean. I do like Sean Bean. <laughs> He gets killed in every movie, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is that why you like him? Partly. It's always dead. It's definitely part of it. No, I did watch GoldenEye two years ago, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> I just, I couldn't quite remember what his motivation was. Yep. Yeah, he was going to destroy all the financial data. He was just going to shoot an EMP at London. Well, it only took two years later for Fight Club to make that seem like a good idea. True. <laughs> yeah, but people who idolize Fight Club are... That's a, that's a sign that someone hasn't grown up yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just talking about the... Yeah, yeah, the actual, yeah. yeah, There's a lot of weird layers to that movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely smash capitalism, of course. So anyway, here we're looking at overpopulation and eco-terrorism in that way. Yeah, but yeah, it just seems to be... I feel like there's others, but I can't remember any of them at the moment. We got but Thanos. Thanos, this... Like, oh, Godzilla. Okay. King of the Monsters, they were eco-terrorists. Oh no, Mission Impossible! They're always just like the whole their their agencies Ruskies just all, no, their agency just always falls apart because they suck. Oh. <laughs> Makes for good movies. Has though. there been a single Mission Impossible film where he just works for the IMF for the whole film and doesn't have to go rogue? There might be one. <laughs> I want to say three. He didn't. Okay. Maybe two. No, three. I think he goes rogue a little bit. A little bit, <laughs> but he goes rogue like with their blessing or something. I don't Maybe. remember. Yeah, but yeah, yeah the rest like, of them you're you're, like you're on target. Them, right? Yeah, yeah. You don't want to work for the man. I know, I know. You know. But like he, also, he has to start every film working for the man. Hmm. <laughs> and then, then you remember how those Thetans make you powerful. Well, even in this film, they start off working for the man, but they know that's not cool, so they go rogue for most of it. Yeah. But were like, and like I said, the other Fast and Furious films, they're basically criminals all the way through. <laughs> so if you can't be a criminal, you go rogue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there are definitely other ones, but I can't think of any of them right now. God oh, damn it. If I think of them, I'll just send you a clip of me listing them. And you can insert it into the episode like I knew what I was talking about. You just about. have to, like, shout them all, like, randomly. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> That'd Dif be fun. Different tenors and volumes, so it sounds like you've just taken it from, like, nine different episodes. <laughs> Super cut, but it's all one track. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, Greenpeace are not the bad guys. Mm. I think that's what I was getting at. Well, most of, some of them would be, some of them weren't, but you can't take any group and just lay oh, them yeah, all one way. Oh, yeah, groups are. I'm sure you got, like, a maniacal bastard on... Steven Seagal, right? <laughs> oh yeah, that, there's some echo terrorism. Which one is that? I saw that at the Dollar Theater in the early '90s, and not since on Deadly Ground. That's it. <laughs> I love Steven Seagal. <laughs> oh, the Steven Seagal. Every film, the title has to work at the end of the sentence. Steven Seagal is. You're standing on. Oh, Steven Seagal is. Okay. Yeah. Steven Seagal is under siege. Yeah. Steven Seagal is on Deadly Ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that rocks. Steven Seagal is submerged. You have memorized the back of some Steven Seagal movie boxes, I yes, believe. Yeah. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. I just wait. That is, that, well, you know what? It sounds like Fast and Furious dialogue, so it fits here. Steven Seagal is down under, under the sea, where waves of deceit threaten to torpedo his command permanently. 
right. The um, this is kind of off topic, but the next Fast and Furious film, they're bringing in John Cena as the bad guy. Have I ever showed you the clip where John Cena announces to the audience that Osama bin Laden has been killed? Yes, between segments of our podcast. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, in the next film, Dominic Toretto will be caught and compromised to a permanent end. Uh, he'll be the good guy in the 10th one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, he's literally his brother. So he will definitely be a good guy in the 10th one. There we go. <laughs> I see what you're doing. What, you think I'm stupid? Of course I think you're stupid. But you know what? I'll do you a favor. I'll knock that dumb right out of your skull. You just say the word, Jack. You know what I want to do? I want to do an Irish jig on your ass ugly face at 30,000 feet. Oh, 30,000 feet? Yeah. So you want to dance right now? Yeah. The only thing holding you back is air and opportunity. <sighs> there goes the air. It's a pretty new movie, so let's rate. Let's rate how this is going to um, fit into the the Fast and Furious Zeitgeist. Zeitgeist. How am I saying that wrong? Um, Zeitgeist. Yes, thank you. Anyway, it's the first one I saw. Um, you didn't have to convince me too hard to watch it, but I probably wouldn't have otherwise. And right. I, yeah, I liked it pretty well. I've got <laughs> a feeling, like, so let's say two years from now we get Fast Ten, and that's the last one. <laughs> They've said they want to end at 10. So. Okay. But, like, let's say 10 years after that, when it, 10 years after whenever the series has finished, right? I think the series as a whole is going to be looked on as a bit of a, like, that's what people were into. <laughs> and kind of forgotten. I think this one might survive as a kind of separate. Yeah? How so? Like, like do you think they'll just start dropping the Fast and Furious present part? They do I, in I, some I, ways. Yeah, I will. It's not even on all the posters, right? I, I think, don't even think in the film it lists it as Fast and Furious presents. The posters. Well, oh, here it's Wild Speed, so. <laughs> yeah, Japan's Wild Speed. No, I actually. Um, in fact, it's not even Wild Speed Hobson Shaw. It's Wild Speed Super Combo. Oh, which right. is a great name. Super Combo. They should have done that title. I know. <laughs> anyway, um, you know, when I was editing our fifth album, I had to do the next week, right? Yeah. So I wanted to make sure I get it right. Okay. And there were several different iterations, but the one that seemed the most legit was. Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. So I did it that way like, with that one, voice. That's the one they list first on Wikipedia. Okay, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but it's, it's it. A, you don't need the baggage of the other films to watch it, and it takes itself. It has fun in a different way than the others. It feels like it is more aware of its own stupidity, <laughs> which in some ways is good and some ways is bad. Yeah. It's kind of fun that you can the other ones ex- try and take themselves seriously and it doesn't work. Like, <laughs> It's part of their appeal, but I th- and also like had uh, it had a plot, <laughs> which they kind don't always of. necessarily do. It seemed to flow. Yeah. yeah. So okay. I don't know. And maybe if we get like a Hobbs and Shaw two. That's my point. If there's but Hobbs I, and I Shaws, think... and then Hobbs and Shaws two thirds, and it's kind of its own thing, and you know, ten or twenty years time, people, oh, they were actually connected. I forgot. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like. At least based just on this one, maybe this will end up being just as ridiculous a series as the Father series, right? Oh, give it a few sequels, sure. But <laughs> at the moment, it feels like ah, you could, this one can just be enjoyed as its own thing, and you'd kind of forget that it was attached to that weird juggernaut that took over cinema for a few well, years. Well, I did. I, I put in my notes a few times, um, kind of asking you if this is fan service. Like, oh, uh, what was it? There was one where you know that, oh, Idris being an earlier movie. And you're like, no. Oh, okay. I thought they were yeah. referencing. Uh, was it Margarita? 
Yeah, no, I think that was just a little gag. I don't think that was... Yeah, what, what was her name? Was it Marguerite? Oh, right. So the theory is that they're trying to backdoor in a spin-off of the spin-off with her. Oh, God. Because she's not from any previous films. Okay, she's I not. I always forget she's even in it. I assume they are fanservicing. And they weren't. Okay. No, but they're, they're trying to, like, forward fanservice. <laughs> Marvel does that or, a lot. Yeah. yeah so what they're trying to do, right? They want their fucking Fast and Furious cinematic universe. <laughs> Why point. is that so funny? <laughs> it's because everyone keeps trying to do it, and they forget that the reason Marvel did it is because they already had the comic books to pull back on. Right? Yeah, well, DC did too, and they kind of shot that and one they out. Rushed, they tried to rush it. Yeah, they rushed it after making. Yeah, DC's just weird. Yeah. When it works, it works really well. But uh... oh, it's because most of their characters work best not with the other characters. Yeah. Like, yeah. Superman is so powerful, he doesn't need a team, right? Yeah. <laughs> and Batman is just a dude. So. But in Fast and Furious, you need family. Yep. But not in this... Well, you do in this movie, but we're going to tell you not... Show, uh, show you not tell you, Susie. Yeah. But, no, uh, I I don't know. This... I mean, it's going to show up... As, it, this is going to age as well as any other Jason Statham film. Yeah. Just a fun I'm still mumbling his name because I can't Statham. say it right. Statham. Statham. Jason Statham. Why can't I say it his name? It kind of rain. rhymes. It doesn't I can't even Jason say the name. Jason Statham. Jason Statham. Jason Statham. I can't say his name. It's Jason Statham. Did I get it? Yeah. Yay! <laughs> anyway. But you can't pronounce the TH. It's got to be an F because it's British. Statham. 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 Okay. I'll practice that some. <laughs> oh, Monday shit. 2... Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Thursday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Oh, there's a movie. I saw this like like 20 years ago. It's called High School High. Right. Terrible movie. I think it stars John Lovitz. It's like a parody of like like the teacher goes into the um, bad part of town. Mm. It's not even funny. Don't want, I'm not recommending this movie, but the one, I don't know why. This always sticks in my head. There's a character. It's okay. Uh, he's okay. A- Anthony? No, it's Amphony, and he looks at the papers like spelled with an F. Amphony is actually his name. It's the only joke I remember. It's the only thing I remember from that movie, and for some reason, I think it's funny. Oh yeah, you know the ampersand. Yeah. I only found out today. That's just the French word et. Huh. It's an e and a t, and it's just slowly evolved into a weird thing. Huh. I'm gonna have to get a piece of paper to work that out. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, I we I, I think we're finished talking about this movie. Yeah. Uh, it's fun. It's all right. Check it out if you want. Yeah. <laughs> you, you already know if you want to see this film. I didn't want to well, see yeah. this film, and then I watched it, and I'm glad I saw it. I guess you have just proven that wrong. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's if you, if you like sci-fi and you want a fun action romp, you probably will like this. You don't need to have seen the other eight fucking films. <laughs> <laughs> Almost nine. <laughs> <sighs> so where are we? I mean, like, like internet-wise. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> there were many things that could have meant, man. <laughs> um, we're on Twitter and Facebook. Go on Twitter at MLSFSPod. Go on Facebook, just search Matt and Luke's Sci-Fi Sanctuary. If you're listening and you're enjoying, just let us know. Be like, hey guys, I'm listening. It's all right. I mean, the numbers tell us that some of you are out there listening. But I don't know if that's just like our parents humoring us or we have actual <laughs> listeners. So. Or we might have like... like- Bot listeners. Oh, yeah. But if, if you're a Russian bot, bot, then, like, tell me someone's credit card information. <laughs> tell me Donald Trump's credit card information. <laughs> Is that okay to ask for? I bet his credit card gets declined a lot. That's true. 
<laughs> Send me his debit card information. <laughs> Let's play it safe. Yeah. Um, you got your other podcast? Oh, yeah, you can check that out if you want. It's on Twitter, at LukeLovesPKMN. And uh, if you've liked the music that you've heard during this podcast, then you might want to check out Matt's stuff. That's rovingsagemedia.bandcamp.com. Yeah, this has been Matt. This has been Luke. We invite you to get the fuck out of our sci-fi sanctuary. You're an asshole. You're quicker than I thought. What yep. was that voice? I'm sorry, I went American. <laughs> <laughs>